uh, in the program. It is now time for a guided meditation. Sometimes people who have meditated a lot, sometimes when we have to listen to somebody speaking, we don't really need that because we know all the instructions. We just want the opportunity to practice. But for others, it helps to hear the words of someone you can trust, to take you through, especially yeah. the initial stages of meditation. And when the mind is peaceful, then usually you've been taken to a, a reasonably calm place and it means that from there on you can carry on by yourself. And so for this guided meditation, I'm going to probably be speaking about 20 or 25 minutes of the 45. The last 20 minutes will be uh, peaceful. So you can just use the momentum of uh, where I've taken you and from there be peaceful. And of course these are also very helpful. Everything will be recorded and put on the internet, including this evening's Q&A session. Somebody asked that question. And so that when you get home, if it really works for you, you can record it, put it on your iPhone or whatever you have, and then you can listen to it while you uh, want to meditate at home or in the office or wherever else you are. So that you have like uh, a teacher sitting next to you, it seems, on the aircraft, in the hotel, just in the home, and quite frankly, uh, meditation is so important, that even if you're on the toilet, I'd rather you do listen to a good meditation uh, teacher. For me, no problem. I don't mind you listening to me while you're on the loo. So you can be peaceful. So anyway, let's get started. I will introduce a couple of new little meditations for you as well as we go through this, <coughs> just to keep the variety. You're sitting on your seat, with your eyes closed. The reason we close our eyes in this type of meditation is mean, means there's one of the senses of sight we don't need to bother about. It means that a large portion of the brain is released from having to process visual data so it's free to be aware of other data from the other senses. And so the mindfulness of the body, first of all, and in particular the mindfulness on the body focused on how you are sitting, your posture. One very efficient way to develop mindfulness on your body is to ask a question as if parts of your body were individual beings. So you can ask your legs. Legs, how do you feel? Ask that question. It means you point your awareness to that part of your body. 
And once you have information, data, of the feelings in your legs, then you can be kind. Move the legs if necessary. Adjust them. Do not always assume that the posture which worked yesterday will work today. And once your legs are in the best possible position for you, then your butt. If there's folds of clothing under your butt, they'll just dig into the flesh later on. Or if even the butt is not comfortable, it may create those pins and needles in the, the legs, where they go all numb-like. This is also showing just how careful you are. Then you move the attention up to your waist. And it's not just the outside, but also the inside. It's a body scan. So how, are, how is your waist and all the organs, even the part of the spine, which are there in your waist, or in that area? Just have a look with your mind. Feel it. So when you start going to your, your bodily awareness, that's where sometimes you can be aware of something's not quite right. Imbalance, ache, pain, or just a dull sense that something is wrong. If you come across such a feeling, with scanning your body, pause, get to know that feeling, and then through trial and error, you, you got, even before trial and error, you notice that feeling changes. Sometimes it gets more of a deep ache, sometimes less. There's a pain, sometimes it gets sharper, sometimes it gets duller. And then find out why. What causes these Vedana, these experiences of pressure, pain, to get worse? What causes them to lessen? You'll find that things like fear, things like anger, make them worse. Things like kindness, softness, embracing, make them much better. Whenever I would fall over on the, the bitumen or the stone pavement playing soccer as a kid, my mother would run to me, rather I'd run to her, she would bend down and kiss that wound better a six-year-old, seven-year-old, eight-year-old. I was always having scabs on my knees from playing football. And as soon as she would kiss it, 
any pain disappeared. It's where I learned how compassion, kindness, eases the body and releases you from pain. So now I do that to my intestines. If they are a bit aching, aware of them, kind. See if that happens. See if that works. If those feelings get less, great. Carry on. If those feelings of irritation get worse, then stop. Do something else. Until through mindfulness of the body, you learn. Trial and error, making mistakes, but then getting it right. You learn how to relax your body. And heal it. You go up the body, past the waist, to the area between the chest and the waist. There may be some injuries to your spine. You feel it sometimes. And then you learn how to relax it. Be kind to it. Take a large proportion of the pain which shows you just how you tensed up around those wounds or injuries. They go even inside. Some of those organs. Those organs, if you are sensitive enough to them, you can feel that maybe, maybe they too are injured. Maybe they too need some balancing. Maybe they can get some energy from you, just looking at them, being aware of a kidney or a liver, a spleen. stomach. You don't even have to know what it looks like. Feel or imagine. See how you can bring some ease to that area of your body. And as you scan the body up through body awareness, you go up to your chest areas your lungs. Unfortunately, because of smoke pollution, many people, when they get old, can contract lung cancer because of lifestyle, breast cancer. You can actually feel sometimes that that part of your body is not balanced. feels out of the ordinary and you can zoom in on that area really zoom in without fear get to know that feeling be aware to know that when you are aware of a part of the body much of the body's energies go there too in Theravada Buddhism, we call it the winds of the body. In Chinese tradition, sort of the chi. The energy is going there. 
healing, mending, balancing. For people who do get cancers, that's a wonderful way of assisting the healing. You're taking some control of your own treatment, focusing, knowing, being kind, and healing. If you're afraid, of course it gets worse. You can feel that. And go up your body. As you scan up, this is also in the Pali, doing the second Satipatthana. Knowing Vedana, knowing how they arise and how they pass away, their causes. When you know the why they arise, why they pass away, you know what to do. How to take an ache or a pain and gently soothe it away until it doesn't, it's not there anymore. And with it, the pathology of that disappears. If you go further up, to your shoulders. And for your shoulders, you can imagine them as a bunch of strings or a sheaf of reeds pulled apart, stretched apart on either side of your spine. And then you imagine letting go Letting go is always a key word. Letting go of pulling things apart, stretching them, until everything relaxes and comes to a, a natural default state. When I visualize that, the actual muscles in my shoulders loosen. I learn how to loosen muscles at will. I go down my arms, past my elbow. If I find anything, I pause, zoom in, and do something about it, if I possibly can. Relaxing, loving, letting it be. So I get to my hands, and then my hand posture, I've had so much experience in meditation that when I hear your hands got to be like this or got to be like that, no, I feel how my hands want to be. Right now it's like my hands are independent. I ask them, are you comfortable down there, hands? I get the answer. If they're not, I move them accordingly. If they're okay, fine. I go back up to my shoulders and my neck. People do have neck pain because their head's not properly balanced, but also they have irritations of the throat 
because of some hay fever or even colds. I can feel, right now I can feel the inside of my throat. Just being aware, knowing sensations. Just checking everything's okay. And then from my throat, I go to my, my head, starting with my face. As I mentioned, I think, earlier today, starting with my face, I notice any tension on my forehead. If so, I, I, I'm aware of it, and I'm kind to it. Sometimes I imagine an invisible hand just stroking it, calming it down. And the feedback which mindfulness gives you tells me whether I'm getting more tense or more relaxed. If you don't have awareness, there's no opportunity for feedback. So you don't know what works and what makes things worse. You fail to see the causes. And I go around my eyes to make sure all those muscles are loose. And down around my mouth, first of all relaxing everything. And then turning up the corners of my mouth to a little smile. I notice as soon as I make a smile, the mind lights up. If you make a frown, the mind becomes tense. Make a smile, and the mind smiles with you. And then I do something which I don't know if it's really allowable, but I go to the space between my ears, behind my eyes, the thing we call the brain. And I imagine just how much work we give our brain. Sometimes even during meditation, make our brain work too hard. So I just imagine taking the brain out of my skull and putting it beside me in a little basket with a nice blanket, a blanket on top too, and a pillow, and tucking my brain in bed. Same brain, you work too hard, take a break. Just giving kindness to this big control center called your brain. Just imagining it, and the brain follows suit. And from there, 
I look at my whole body. Instead of separate parts, now there's one. This body sitting here. Nothing to do. Not stress, not under strain. Just like it was at the beach, or after a massage, or after a hot bath. Everything relaxed to the max. And I keep watching this relaxed body until I can feel what I can recognize as a, a tingle of delight. It feels really good. Relaxation <coughs> is a type of pleasure. And as soon as the mind recognizes that pleasure, it wants to stay there and wants to develop it even deeper. Your, body, your mind does it by itself. It relaxes this body even further. Until you are sitting here, more relaxed than you've been in many days. As you're sitting here enjoying relaxation, underneath the radar, healing happens. Aches, pains, tightnesses, tensions, blood pressure lowers. Things start to balance. And once I feel that it's time to move to the move to the mind inside I look at my emotional world from one to ten how peaceful am I? just checking what makes me more peaceful if you start meditation with an agitated mind too agitated, you know how agitated, too agitated is from a little bit of experience. It's a waste of time watching the breath. You'll wander away, you'll wander away. And you get frustrated. It gets worse. So I calm my mind down first. Expectation, wanting, that increases the tension, the irritation, being content, easily satisfied, not demanding in nature, happy to be here, this is good enough, subbye. And that I can feel my peaceometer measurement going down, down, down. I can feel myself relaxing in my mind. I'm not striving to get anywhere. My job is to be here, not to get things. 
really being here. being happy to be here. In the Western world, people always want more. In meditation, they want less. And soon, You'll be aware of your breath. It just comes to you, as it just did to me. Be aware of your breath going in and going out. Not forcing it. Not telling it how to breathe. And your breath has been doing a wonderful job all your life. You feel your breath coming in. You imagine the breath that brings oxygen, life, inside your body and mind. It takes out things like carbon dioxide, which is the fuel for all the screen around this vicinity. As the trees take the carbon dioxide, give out oxygen. for you to live. It connects you to all that is green and alive. The cycle of oxygen coming into your body and mind. The breast is no small thing. Almost sacred, profound. I feel the breath coming into my body and I respect it. And you find if you add that respect and care to your breathing, the mind doesn't want to wander away. It's quite intrigued by this movement of air into your body and out. And you investigate it. Which is the longest? The space between the in-breath and the out-breath? Or the gap between the out-breath and the in-breath? Be interested. until you can't even distinguish between an in-breath and an out-breath. It's just the breath happening now. One breath at a time.
the momentary breath. What satisfies you is the peace, having nothing to do, nothing to prove, no judgments, no can I do this or I can't do that. It's not like being at a school and being judged. This is being free, free to be your breath. Just like the body, when it relaxes, it feels delightful. Just let go, don't force it, take your time. And the breath becomes delightful. Noticing even in one in-breath, so many parts to it, so many different sensations just in an in-breath, let alone the out-breath. Start to feel them all. And if you get agitated, just go back to your piezometer for a few breaths and calm down. Then go back to your breathing. There is a part of your body which is sore and aching. Imagine breathing in to that part of your body which is painful, because the breath is healing, it's energizing, this beautiful breath coming in to a part of the body which is in pain, it brings in energy, brings in healing, and it takes out pain, tightness, tension. Breathing in, breathing in peace. Breathing out, let go. Until the time comes, you are settled. The awareness, enjoying, the delight, of a simple, peaceful breath. When you get settled in a delightful breath, there's no need for me to say anything. You let go in this moment and see where this leads. The next time I speak will be close to the end of the meditation.
now getting close to the end of this meditation period. Do not open your eyes yet. Do a personal debriefing. How is, how peaceful is your mind? And what does peace feel like? What are the qualities by which you know this is peace? Especially the sense of delight and freedom. How relaxed is your body? Sometimes sitting here, just 45 minutes. You just want to carry on, so relaxed. What does relaxation feel like? What's its qualities? And what caused the peace of the mind? How did this come about? We know the causes. We know the effects. It's like you know how to create the causes and repeat the beautiful relaxation and delight. We know the causes for physical comfort and relaxation. You really know them. You can recreate comfort, relaxation at any time. I'm now going to ring the gong. Allow the gong to take you out from the meditation into the next session. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.